0: Oh, we're live. I'm sorry. I didn't get... <laughs> Hey there, true believers, and welcome to episode 29 of the Marvel Mondays Initiative here on the Penultimate Conquest. Today's topic is, of course, our discussion of Marvel's Eternals as part of our MCU Rewind series. And let me tell you, it's good to be back. I know we were on hiatus for a little while, and we're back for the Eternals. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Christian Macias, your curator of cinema and host for the evening. Alongside me today... Friendly neighborhood co-host of all things Marvel and De- De- ah, Destiny, the newest dad in town, Eric C. Ginn. Hello, my friend. I've missed you.
1: Hey guys, what's up? That sound you hear in the background is Ruby. I decided to bring her on for the show.
2: So yeah, I've missed you guys. Oh man, have we missed you?
1: Let's
0: let's all say hello to Ruby in the chat or in the comments <coughs> anywhere. Say welcome Ruby to this world. That other voice you heard rounding out the war table is, of course, our one and only Director of Operations, Ruben Guerrero.
2: Hello. Hello. And you know what, guys? Congratulations to Chloe Chloe Zhao for making the better version of Justice League. We all thought that the Snyder Cut was the best cut, but we didn't even consider that Marvel was like, hold my beer.
0: Did you write this beforehand Oh, your I phone? did, I in did. No, I,
2: I, I read this, I, I wrote this in the theater after, like, you know, during the credits. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
0: Today's gonna be an interesting topic because I know Eric posted his thoughts on Twitter. He seemed to be pretty high on it. I think, obviously, most of us have a few issues that we'll talk about on the show. Um, but Ruben was like a wild card for me. I didn't know what he, right, also, if you're watching on stream, Ruben is drinking a beer uh, this is all due to yesterday's extra live stream. He raised over $200 on stream. And by happenstance, <sighs> if people donated 25 bucks, he would uh, have the inclination to to drink a beverage. Yeah. So he's catching up oh, on his right okay,
1: so I'll be right back. i got to go give Ruby to Mama.
2: Okay. Sounds good. Of course. No worries.
0: Yeah, but Ruben, you were the wild card for me. I, like, legit did not know if you were actually going to like it or not.
2: Yeah. And I, did I. I think you maybe did. I did. I, I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, I was in the theater with, uh, Liz and, well, Ella and she, she was very tired. She has been working and I like kind of like forced her to go to the movies with me, um, and watch this just cause I knew we had to do the show. Um, but she was not so, this movie didn't do as well as it did for me with her. Hold on. Give me a sec. Yeah, uh, she was basically like, this movie was, pretty much took a bunch of stuff that didn't need to be brought together, like uh, Mm -hmm. history, I guess. Like with Icarus and Xerxes being Cersei, all that stuff. Uh, She was not happy with how it went and just didn't think that this needed to be a movie. But I am glad that we got this movie. It was definitely... You had prepped me for this movie to be very different from all the other Marvel movies we've seen. And it really was very different. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, and we'll get into it. But yeah. first, we've
0: got some streaming podcast updates. Uh, I want to hand the mic over to you, Ruben.
2: Um, okay, so we are still raising money for Extra Life. And all the donations are going to the Maria Ferrari Children's Hospital in Valhalla, New York. Yesterday we streamed Mario Party Superstars and it got pretty wild. There was a discussion about a, a banana situation, but you can watch the VOD for, for that story. Um, it's up on YouTube right now and we'll be raising money all month long. So if you can, go donate. The link will be in the chat if you need it. Tomorrow. On the cross media show. We are doing a hype check for movies for the rest of the year. And somebody needs to help me out with trying to truncate that title. Oh, I should What do you mean? It's a very long title, you know. Catching title? Yeah, yeah. Um, with Ghostbusters Afterlife, Spider Man No Way Home, and Matrix Resurrections, this discussion is gonna be pretty interesting to see what has the more. The most hype. Uh,
1: If you say Matrix two more times, Hugo is going to bust through your wall. So maybe try that. Dude, (laughs) if you You turn off all the lights and say Matrix five times, Hugo
0: just comes.
2: Oh, he's doing it. I was going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On Wednesday, we're playing some Among Us for our community stream night. Uh, We have to switch um, the penultimate game show just because Ryan's moving in on Wednesday to his new place. Um come hang out and see who's the greatest imposter of the group. Obviously it's me, you know, but we'll see. And Thursday, it's finally time that we talk about Guardians of the Galaxy on the penultimate game show. Can't wait to see what everyone's thoughts are. Cool game, eh?
1: I look yes. forward
2: to playing it when I get the chance. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I think Eric is gonna really love that game. Like, I can't wait for him to play it.
1: We'll I uh, I did my Returnal and now I'm doing Dragon Quest Eleven is my game right now and Oh my god, my Dragon
2: Quest Eleven! You'll be here forever. Either way, yeah. Okay, not a game I would expect Eric to
1: play, but yeah, still. me either. I love JRPGs. I like gaming in. Do you really? Yeah, I like JRPGs a lot. That's true. You're a big Persona Five. I don't. Stand. I don't like. I don't play like a lot of them, but I do enjoy the ones I play. Interesting.
0: One day when I finally make it past hour one of Persona Five Royal, I'll I'll come chat with you. All right. It's it's good. It's great. Yeah. Otherwise, let's get into our Marvel news of the week. We've got some big ones today. Speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn today announced that filming has begun on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. We actually even got news of uh, an actor being um added to the to the cast right before the show. I forgot to add it in the doc. Um while I find that, I want to know what your guys' excitement levels are for volume 3. And we can begin uh with oh, with anyone. I think Ruben just No, no, out. I was
2: just fixing my camera. Eric, go ahead.
1: I mean, I'm very excited. You know, Guardians is um one of the best Marvel properties. Uh it's 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 exciting. Uh, it's interesting because you know it'll been what it'll be six years in between Guardians two and this one. So I hope wow. that it doesn't even feel the, like it. I know. I hope that um, it's. I know they say it's going to be after uh, end game, which I'm excited for because I think that's one of the biggest issues I had with two was that like it just happens like six months after one. So um, it kind of feels like in its own little pocket thing um but yeah great cast just james gunn knows those characters i'm excited he comes back for a third one yes uh, yeah this is his story
0: thank god uh speaking of cast the the casting that just was announced today that i was mentioning earlier uh chukuri iwuji has been casting Guardians of the galaxy volume three quote after working with him this is james gunn by the way talking uh, after working with him on Peacemaker, I wasn't able to let go of one of the best actors I've ever worked with, so I gave him the role most every big name actor in Hollywood wanted. I don't know. I don't know what he's cast as, but it's obvious. See.
1: What is it? Star Lord.
0: We already have <laughs> Star Lord. <laughs> it's we... crazy.
1: I, I, I didn't see Drax in the photo. Is this wild? Oh wait, what photo? Yeah, the the cast photo. I didn't see Dave Batista as Drax. Crazy. Ooh. It's like he wasn't there. Oh, now I understand. That took
0: me a hot second to understand that reference, but we I got there. Is it because he wasn't
2: there?
1: What's the reference? No, he, he he's there. He's, it's Drax. He he stood still. <laughs> still.
0: <laughs> very
2: clever. Very clever.
0: Uh, I'm very excited to see Will Poulter's take on Adam Warlock. I don't like Adam Warlock very much in the Guardians game. I'll tell you that much. But I do like a, a, a Will Poulter and
1: whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Adam Warlock genuinely is not a great, not a fun dude to be around, Ruben. So it's okay. no surprise that he's not great. Well, in I didn't know Guardians he was in the game. game. Was he not
0: in
2: the marketing material?
1: I, don't I think could so. have swore he was in a trailer. I don't think so. Yeah, anyway. I thought so
2: as well. No, that's okay. That's okay. Don't worry about it. I was just fucking with you. Yeah, sorry. I apologize. No, the way. You don't need to apologize, Christian. It's okay. So, tell me if you're excited for Guardians or not. Am I excited for Guardians? You know? Uh we'll see when it comes out if I'm excited for it or not. I don't really Guardians 1 was okay. Guardians 2 was Eh. We'll see.
1: So Guardians is not one of your favorite parts of the MCU? No. I I
2: feel like Guardians is is No. It's not. Okay. Sorry,
1: that's why That's a refreshing take. Usually, most people love the Guardians, so it's it's interesting to hear someone who doesn't like Guardians. I mean, I watch the movie,
2: mm. but like, I don't really like. Nobody's. I'm not counting the days down to Guardians three. You know. Sure, I'm
0: excited for us to watch Guardians two again because uh, the first watch I was very high on Guardians two, so I'm excited to see how that fares on a recent rewatch.
2: I mean, I'm excited. Otherwise, if- Sorry, I'm excited for Bradley Cooper to come back into the MCU. Well, that's
0: it. Yeah. yeah. Love that man, his okay. rocket. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, moving on to our final piece of news. And if there's anything I missed, like, please feel free to let me know. Uh, otherwise, Disney Plus to make 13 MCU films available to watch at home in IMAX's extended aspect ratio. This is all I wanted for years, and it's finally happening. This is something that I think is so cool to be able to watch at home. With those big shots? Are you kidding me? I might have to go out and get a projector.
2: Wow. Okay.
0: I might do it. I might do
2: it. I know Ruben posted this in the chat today, and you were very excited about it. I did. I was very excited because I'm excited to finally see these movies in IMAX, you know? Without a shitty seat in the theater. So... We'll see. Do you get bad seats in the theaters? Like every now. seat every seat I pick, it's either next to some fucking guy that doesn't shut up or like the seat's busted.
1: Sounds like you Theater don't got no H a... fifteen. Well, that's what I'm hearing. I don't know what H fifteen is. That's Eric's have, seat. Every yeah, you time. don't have a you don't have an H fifteen. No no,
2: but I do have a seat. Like, for Dolby, this is what I usually... I usually go watch a Marvel movie in Dolby. That's what I did for this one. Um, like, it's dead center in the theater. Mm-hmm. Dead center. But every time, for some stupid reason, every time I try to see an IMAX movie, there's either some fucking guy that won't shut up or the seat's broken.
0: I'm going to blame that on poor movie theoretic but you did say something here that I'm going to actually use that to segue into our actual topic of the show. Go for it. Um, you watched this in Dolby. Um, before we actually get into any kind of discussion, before I even give you um, uh,
1: budget and all that stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: Eric, did you watch this in IMAX?
1: I did see this in IMAX. Uh, I, Like I said, I was able to see this. Tessa was really sweet and let me go see it uh, Thursday. Uh, H15 was taken, so I had to sit two rows back. A little further to the left, but uh, yeah, road yeah, J. I had to sit, had to sit, sit in J. What was but that I was, like? I was, it was weird. I, I gotta tell you, it was weird, man. Um, because it's the first time I don't think I've sat, this is the first time I haven't sat in H15 since uh, for a movie since probably Joker. What a horrible wow. movie i haven't like joker i didn't sit in my age 15 every other movie i get age 15 because you know you know with my work schedule i'm able to i see movies monday afternoon typically so my seat is always available um yeah it was nice to see like with a nice marvel crowd i haven't had a first night showing for a marvel movie since endgame so um it was nice yeah you know, I I, may, I don't make fun of Eric for
0: H fifteen, but I love bringing it up. I've noticed that I tend to lean towards I twenty one at my mm. theater, just because mm. the middle seats are usually kind of taken when I buy tickets. So I I go the next best thing, and
1: it's usually I twenty one.
0: So right now. It's, it's actually
1: off- it's actually fun that we were talking about IMAX because that's actually one of my problems with this movie.
0: Yes, I agree. Okay, but we'll get into that in just a second. But let me read you some details here about Eternals. Premiere date of October eighteenth, twenty twenty one. Um, and that was, I think, the press junket uh, screening, but I bring it up here for a specific reason we'll get into it in just a moment. Um, the official release date for uh, theaters here in the US was November 5th, 2021, uh, a budget of 200 million US dollars with a, a global box office as of today of 161 million. So it's doing, doing pretty well here, directed by Chloe Zhao with a screenplay by Zhao Kaz Furpo, Ryan Furpo, and Patrick Burley. Um, I wanted to bring up this um oh, uh oh. Guys, I
1: need you to fill time I'm getting a call from someone that I need to take. I'm so okay. sorry. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So Ruben, what so, have you been what have you been doing? Uh, before, I, have, I haven't dealt with you in a while. That's what okay. Have you been
2: doing? Before we continue that conversation, I wanna tell you my H fifteen. My H-15 in Dolby, of course, it's always Dolby, is going to be either E-10 or E-9 or F-10 or F-9, just in case. Okay. You never know. Um, what have I been doing? I've just been recuperating, you know, um, slowly but surely. I went back to work today, and Jesus Christ, I want to quit my job so bad, Eric. I understand. I, want to, I, I just want to quit. Very badly. It's so bad. I
1: gotcha. Yeah.
2: All right. What I miss? Uh, I was um, just, I was just saying uh, what my h fifteen is, which is usually e ten or e nine or f ten or f nine. It is not
0: that big of a theater.
2: It's not because it's usually the the the, the uh, theater that we go to is pretty small. So gotcha. But the yeah. sound, I'm sure, is amazing. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Anyway.
0: I brought yeah. up the October 18th release date because big kind of uh, cont- moment of contention here on Twitter was that at this p- particular screening, uh, there were some spoilers posted by um, a member of Variety. Ugh. Um Sorry. I don't know if you guys were aware of this or if you guys uh, had the unlucky draw of being spoiled by this dude or people quote-tweeting this dude, but I very much... Um, had the first post-credit scene spoiled by, by him, and I, which I found to be very unfortunate. Um, Thank you, I just Ethan, to take
2: this for uh, subbing at Tier 1. Appreciate it. Let's go, bye, bye, Ethan.
0: But yeah, I just want to take this moment to be like, be cool with spoilers, man. Like, it doesn't matter if you're part of press. Like, that shit should not fly. They even came, like, I don't know, the, the social media team of Eternals was like, hey, if you watch this movie, you're part of the press. Don't do that because this was like a, supposed to be a big pop for a lot of people. It's a very big reveal, which we'll get into
1: here. But yeah,
2: oh
0: yeah. Did you guys get spoiled at all? No, I did
1: not. No, I as soon as I saw that was going around, I muted everything. Variety, so that's smart. As soon as yeah. I heard that was happening, I immediately stopped going on
2: Twitter. That's too hard for me to do. Yeah, it's it. I, that's I,
1: a hard thing, man. That's really is tough. it
2: though. Like you just mm-hmm. don't open up the app, you know.
1: I have three accounts that I have to post
0: on, man. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Uh But that leads us into our actual discussion here. Uh, again, don't be don't be spoiling stuff. Come on now. I say that as I accidentally maybe spoiled some. You didn't Guardians spoil game anything. Stuff. Stop. I don't you think I did. But didn't. By the way, I'm just fucking with you, Ruben. While Eric was gone, I had your general top level thoughts on the movie. Uh, give us a quick r- reminder of what you thought about Eternals.
2: Uh, I thought it was a very different MCU movie that we kind of needed. Um, It was a breath of fresh air, especially after Endgame. Um, My hope is that Chloe Zhao comes back and does some more movies. But, like, interesting. There's some, I have some, a little bit of, little things that need to be tweaked, you know? Some scenes don't need to be shot. And shown to the audience, but other than that, she was great. I'm proud of her. She kicked ass. Uh, very similar to Ruben,
0: I I thought it was also a unique uh, take. It didn't feel like an MCU ta- movie, and that's I think for probably for better or for worse. You know me, I love Chloe Zhao. Um, after this, like I'm glad she got to the moment uh, to to make a big blockbuster movie. I I honestly kind of miss seeing her do more like independent, like drama. Uh, driven movies after this, like, well, I will. I don't know if I want to see another big blockbuster from her again because I don't think that's where she, like her strongest is. Okay. That said, like I, I, I ended up really liking Eternals. I did not like the first hour. I thought it was actually kind of messy, maybe even a bit bad. Um, but then that's that that the payoffs that's set up in the first kind of hour, um, uh, makes it so that, like this the second half ends up actually being really strong, and I care about a lot of these characters and all these moving parts. Like, I surprised me how much I actually really enjoyed it by the end of the movie. Eric, what did you think?
1: Uh, it's like I said on Twitter, I think it's a very beautiful film. I think Chloe Zhao did a really good job with what she had. I think the pacing was really bad. It It was not good. Like, that's, and that's not her deal. Like, I know she had credit on the story, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think the story she had credit on, the script was not helpful for her with that. Because uh, it's way too all over the place. Um, and I realize that she has to build up these relationships. and it's, um, But it's really hard considering this is the first time we've ever heard of this crew. Ever. Yeah. Ever going so back and forth. Like... It, it's so weird to see sama hayek in the marketing because i feel as though with the way they cut the movie she's barely in it yes like i think that like the scenes she had like when you're your one of your first scenes with her is she's are we getting into spoilers now everyone
2: uh yes give me a second Hold on. Oh, we got a graphic for it yeah spoilers
0: ahead yeah it's gonna be hard to, it's hard to talk about to me without like
1: really get into spoilers. We're Go we're going into spoilers now. So, like, when, like, the one of the first scenes is, hey, guess what? She's dead. What? Oh, yeah. And then it's just, it takes me out of it sometimes when I see her again. I'm like, oh, what? Uh. I feel as though there was just a lot of moving parts in this movie. A lot of them worked for me. Um, I thought they were really cool. Um, but uh, for me, I I would like to see more of this, but I can't put it more than just, like, mid-tier MCU for me. Like, I think... Does this movie deserve the forty-eight percent Rotten Tomatoes? No, it does not. It's way better than that. No, Rotten Tomatoes yeah. is not a good reference for uh, movies, but um, this is this is a good flick. There's a lot of there's a lot of great things in this movie. It's just hampered down by execute technical execution. I think. Yes.
0: Yeah, and one of the things for me too that I think Eric Eric even alluded to is that the IMAX is just weird. That first hour is just is odd because Chloe Zhao Mm -hmm. has never shot IMAX before I know she's shot film before and it looks phenomenal but the way like you'll have like a 30 second scene in IMAX and then it'll cut to a scene that's not in IMAX Mm -hmm. and it'll go back to the scene in IMAX and just you can feel that it's like jarring which that took me out of the movie
1: oh it definitely took me out of the movie
0: I think we just needed like there's an article that I thought was really cool that she went to Denis Villeneuve and was like, because they're buddies, and they talked about like how to shoot on IMAX. And so a Villeneuve different. kind of, yeah, exactly, exactly. And so he he kind of taught her uh, ways uh, how, how to work with an IMAX camera, but she's still kind of inexperienced with those kinds of those kinds of cameras. So I think a, a cinematographer who was used to shooting like big action set pieces like this with these kinds of cameras would have gone a long way to, to help those kind of shots be not as jarring, but...
1: Otherwise, it is a gorgeous movie, right? Which is just crazy because, you know, um, I'm trying to look up who the cinematographer was for this movie because, like, Shang-Chi was all in IMAX. um, That's true. If I'm not mistaken. So, like, because you're right, that first hour, I'm like, I look over at my buddy, I'm like, oh, my God, these aspect rate, like, this is going all over the freaking place. It's the same person for Captain Marvel and Dumbo. And three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Hmm. So one know. good movie. Yeah. Oh my God! No, they also did Guardians, Ultron, Doctor Strange. So oh, this
0: guy, yes, yes.
1: That's wild. Uh, dude, dude, dude should have known a little bit better
0: because that first that first action scene on the beach when they when they first get on Earth, oh. I was like a oh, little weird. I'm I'm glad. That, I, I'm glad that was not the climax of the movie because out of all the marketing, marketing material I was like oh my god I hope that it isn't the end this looks kind of weird so to have that like be just we deal with that it's like three minutes and then we move on I was very happy that we're like away from that beach fight oh. scene but I have more thoughts on that later Eric mentioned that this movie has poor pacing in his opinion I think it's pretty messy as well Ruben seems a bit higher on it but uh, oh no the
2: pacing th- is definitely like off
0: okay yeah perfect one of the reasons why i, I think i think it's kind of poor is that it moves from flashbacks to present day in not a very good way here i wrote my in in my my notes here flashbacks occasionally interrupt pacing of the present day but overall it's necessary to establish those relationships which is kind of hard for me to to really say if the moments like in babylon or whatever are, are even that good or not like they're necessary in order to build who these characters are and what like their opinions on on the humans are like, it it makes sense, but I found myself caring for the Eternals more when they're actually in the present, not when they're in
2: the past. Right. What about you guys? Ruben, go ahead. Um, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, there was just some stuff in the past where I was like, okay, we don't really need this. Like why all the stuff, uh, essentially all the stuff with Drig, uh, I... We didn't need this. We didn't need this. In, in the pa- past druid? Just, like, all of it, I guess. What are you talking... What? Like... Uh, you don't like the Amazon sequence? I did, but, like, that was the only thing that that I liked about him. Like, there was no nothing else that the character... I thought that the character brought to the story. There was nothing else that he contributed, like... They went to him to see if he could, you know, mind trick the, the, uh, uh, what's it called? Celestial? Yeah, the Celestial. And it, <laughs> we didn't even go through with that. So I just found it really weird that he was in this movie, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, I, the, I, I think if they had done the flashbacks, like, in sequential order, it would have been much better, but like, I don't know. Yeah, like if they started
0: the movie with all the stuff in in the yeah in the past the flashbacks and yeah. then moved to yeah, yeah yeah interesting yeah. What about you, Eric?
1: Um, I am going to disagree with Reuben right here. I think Truig was one of the best parts in the movie. Um, Thank Because respectfully disagree with you, buddy. Okay, that's um, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, because I think. For me, the, the only two flashback scenes I really liked were the one where Sprite was telling the story in Babylon with her powers. I thought that was really like aesthetically very pleasing. And I like I felt like I was on like a freaking Disney ride right there. I'm like, Oh my god, this is so like nice and comforting. I feel um and the what was it when they were in Mexico? Was it Mexico?
2: Uh Technectic Cloud, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, when they first have their first argument, and he's like, You know how, like, we're so old and we have to keep watching all these people fight and fight and fight, and I literally can stop it, but you won't let me. I think that was one of the strongest scenes of the movie, was when he started to bring up, like, Hey, um, our mission sucks. It really does because these people just kill each other and kill each other and kill each other, and we can't do anything about it. And, um, it's interesting because i think you had to have that um you kind of have to have that present day where like oh this is where they are now and then when they show up oh this character is what they meant somewhat i'm going i'm running off tessa and i are very sleep deprived uh so (laughs) my rambling may be a little um all over the place but um, you're making a good point though because if
0: I'm correct in what you're alluding to, is that kind of the heart of this movie is uh, not just like the, what, like the characters interacting, but like their, how their beliefs clash with each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like everyone has different viewpoints and the way they're kind of expressed that over, I mean, literally time. Mm-hmm. From like the, from the past all the way into like the very climax of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like that, those questions they pose there are so good. But before we get in, into like those kinds of ideologies, I have a long list of characters here. I I don't know who to start with. We can start with anyone because I think so many of these characters have such fantastic moments. I'm gonna read you guys the cast of characters, and then we can just even we can begin with anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gemma Chen plays Cersei, who I think is our POV character. Um, one of the one of the main leads. I mean, there's a bunch of leads, but I would consider her the main main lead. Yeah. Uh, of course, Richard Madden as Icarus, oh, yeah, uh, aka something. Superman. Dude, what a She's so man. handsome in yeah. this movie. <laughs> uh, who, <laughs> who's cuter, Icarus or uh, or
1: uh, Harrington's character, Dane? I can't tell. Oh. oh, I will say that when they had their scene when they were on the bridge together and walking towards other, I'm like, "Ooh,
2: <laughs> the Starks are back
1: together." <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but no, uh, Richard Madden was definitely the more attractive person. But uh, like, ooh! there. a freaking marble statue in this movie.
0: Salma Hayek as Ajack. Thank God we finally got the scene of her in the movie riding that horse. I waited like two hours to see that scene. Right. <laughs> we, finally, we finally got there. <laughs> uh, Kumail Nanjiani as Kingo, who of course gave, I think, one of the... Yeah, yeah, Ruben's getting the two thumbs up. Fantastic by Kumail. Phenomenal. Angelina Jolie as Athena. Uh, oh, Don so Lee good. as Gilgamesh. So Leah, good. Mc, Leah McHugh as Sprite. Barry Coogan as Druig. Uh, I'm going to put my thumbs up for me and Eric. Lauren Ridloff as Makari, who is, was one of my favorites. Oh, Macari, my Macari fucking ruled. Brian uh, Tyree Henry, a.k.a. Paperboy, as Fastos. Kit Harrington as Dane. Uh, I'll do Redacted for now. We'll get into who he is later. And then uh, Gil Birmingham as uh, Kingo's Valet. Now. Who I, I I legit need to shout out. Yeah, I want to yeah.
2: stress every person in this cast did a phenomenal fucking job everybody yeah everyone well, had their scene dude yeah they all had their scene
0: and any favorites from you eric
1: uh i think uh my favorites for me um would have to be i really liked uh obviously kingo i mean kingo is great Come on, Johnny. I was looking at my buddy during the movie. I'm like, it's so unfair because we were noticed like how obviously how ripped he got for the movie. Yeah. It's like it's so unfair how ripped he is and how hilarious he is at the same time. That's a walking, you know, uh super package right there. Yeah. Uh but it's uh Kingo, Thina, and Gilgamesh for me were the strongest ones. Yep. I think that was uh Thina's and Gilgamesh's friendship was probably my favorite relationship in the whole movie, and Kingo just being Kingo and the valet um, Kingo. yes um, he was he brought that like nice little little touches of humanity with the group everywhere which I thought was what was needed with all these you know super super old beings and especially like towards the end when they're like hey we're about to destroy everything he was like thank you for all you've done like that moment I was like that was really good like Chloe Zhao did a fantastic job I think like the performances and the characters are the strongest part of this movie Absolutely. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wanted to write in Gil Birmingham
0: because I. I think for every scene that Kumail steals, which is pretty frequent, every time that man opens his mouth, every he's stealing that scene. Every time. Every time he does that, more often than not, right after that, Gil, Kingo's valet. I, I didn't. I couldn't find his name online, so I'm sorry. Every time Kingo talked, the valet would come right up and steal the scene right after him, like, every single time. I. I I kind of wanted a bit more of them, but what we got there was I, I thought like phenomenal. And you guys are right. Like for me, this movie is entirely driven by by character relationships. The way they all interact with each other is fantastic. Oh my God, Cersei and Icarus's relationship, like ha- having the first uh, Marvel se- like actual intimate uh, sex scene that that I actually believe. But then like introducing uh, her new relationship with Harrington. I'm like, I don't want him to get hurt. Like, <laughs> I, I, I want them. I want Cersei and Kit Harington to, to be a forever. I love them together. Um, and then Mikari and Druig for me. I think their relationship, which is kind of uh, implicit there, like they, you can tell there's a history there. There, or there there's a tension. But it's mostly left kind of unspoken. You can tell they care each- about each other, and you don't know if it's uh, if it's sexual or if it's just like a, a like a brotherly, sisterly kind of thing. Either way, you could probably read it. it. I think it works fantastic. And the last note I have here is that this movie is is so horny. Like those are, I, I, you know what I mean? Like it's it's like a it's a quiet horniness, but it it, it exists. It's there, and like all this, there's, there's a sexual tension running throughout all of them, and it's it, it's dope. I love it. Very this cool. is
2: coming from the king of horniness, so. I'm wearing a shirt that says the three-stroke king right now, so, yeah.
0: But I wanted to shout out specifically someone um, who Ethan brought up in chat, which is Fastos. Mm-hmm. Which is probably the the best uh, character, if I have to think about it. This man understands what it is to, like, really be a human, even though he isn't. He understands, like, empathy and, and what, like, matters and... Uh, to to us right to people, and that he goes out and he finds himself a, a partner, and they create a life together. And not just that, but they have uh, I think they they adopt a son, and so they're they're caring for this other person. And everything that Fastos does later in the climax is reflective of that life that he left behind and that he's trying to protect. It, it I think, forefronting that, is fantastic, and like to have Zhao remind us in the climax that like I'm doing this for him, unbelievable. I love it. Shout out to Disney for being unwavering yeah. and not cutting this
2: movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, I think it was, I would have liked a little more to the scene, but I especially love when he goes to Hiroshima.
2: Oh my God. Mm. I
1: do, especially because like he has to deal with all that guilt because, you know, he gave them the idea for guns, which led to all this. And so like that could weigh heavily. This is why I like stories with, you know, these immortal like characters like Wolverine and all these characters, it hurts a lot because they have to go through so much pain. Like, they have to stay there and um, live through all that. And I think Fastos, having to see, like, the fruits of his work cause so much destruction that it was, it's obviously understanding that he just secluded himself from everything. Yeah.
0: I think that's what's so successful, too, in that it's not just Fastos, too. Like, Druid, I know. Uh, Ruben didn't really care for him, but I think that scene where he's in Mexico and he's like really struggling with the idea of like the Eternals' influence on the humans and how they they can provide a better life for them, but they're not supposed to interfere. Like that really troubles him. And there's like also the great ethical question,
2: question that comes later on when they. Well, I'm going to say that for later. Now, we'll get there in a second. To be fair, I just want to say that it's not that I don't like the character, I just don't think he the character should have been in this movie like uh, don't get me wrong like every scene that he's in with especially the the amazon scene where he's just like taking care of these people is great don't get me wrong like especially his his speech of like why he should be stopping war and all that stuff is great i just don't think like he added much to the story besides those two parts (laughs) I think this is where I would disagree with you, but that's I, I okay. No, no, that's okay. okay. That's all right. I also want to give a shout out to Angelina Jolie as Athena, just because she fucking yeah. kicked it, knocked it out of the fucking park.
0: She was great, yeah. honestly. Okay, it took. I'm I'm gonna be legit here. My hot take is that it took me a while for me to like Don Lee's Gilgamesh. When when I'm seeing Don Lee act alongside Angelina Jolie, like I can clearly see that Angelina is like a much better actress, even though I like Don Lee a lot. So it took me a while to actually buy in on, on their two their two's relationship, but when we get finally to that scene later um, in I forget where they're at. I think it was Australia. Yeah, it might be Australia. I think so. Yeah, the later half of Australia and then everything in in the Amazon. Like Don Lee really was carrying those scenes. Like that, him, his sacrifice gave the emotional weight that I needed in the Eternals. Yes, see like Angelina struggle through that, and then yep. the, the rest of the crew just like losing another one. Oh, that is when I was like I'm all in for this movie.
2: Yeah. Fantastic. I also want to give a, a shout out to uh Gemma for kicking ass as Cersei. Like I was I wasn't expecting her to be the you know, the main lead, obviously, because of the promotional stuff that we got. I was expecting Sama Hayek to be the main lead, but I'm so glad that Gemma was like th- yeah. the lead for this movie. Like it was great. It was great. Absolutely great. We can continue to talk
0: about the characters as we move forward, but I want to throw in the antagonists here, which gets a little complicated later, but we have Arishem the Celestial, who is kind of the antagonist figure. Um, I mean, he's scary either way, or Super- it's scary, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, but becomes the antagonist later on. Uh, and then, of course, we have the inv- the evolved Deviant. I'm going to throw in the question, are they actually the bad guys? Because they are the antagonists, but they... they ja- poses a very interesting question here later on um, and then the big twist which I want to know your opinions on here is Icarus revealed to be the because this is where I actually really enjoyed Salma Hyatt coming back is the reveal that Icarus was the one that killed her and not the deviant I mean the deviant did kill him but it was by Icarus's doing what do you guys think about this twist
2: Eric go ahead
1: Uh, I think it was interesting because I I didn't expect it. I thought, you know, with being on Earth for so long, Icarus would have, you know, changed a little bit. But it was nice to know that there was actually someone still on the team that was still devote to Arashim. I think just from a plot point, like if they all were just like, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. Uh, We're Eternals. Yeah, our mission is done. To have someone still so steadfast and like the Arashim knows what to do. And especially coming from the strongest Eternal. I think that was really nice, like um, to have them all band and fight him. And toward the end, I thought it was beautifully shot, and probably one of the best action scenes in the movie, if not the best, was when they all fight him. Um, oh man! It was uh, it was really good. I uh, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really strong. I thought, um, yeah, because like he's made to be like Soldier Boy, kind of like he's mm-hmm. the perfect soldier, perfect leader. Of course, he's gonna stay on. And then, you know, he struggles with all that, with Cersei and everything. But um, I like the twist. I thought it was good. That's a good point. I don't know how, like, if the
0: movie would have been weaker if everyone was just like, yeah, let's all take down the Celestial. I think what makes it interesting is that everyone does have different opinions. Mm -hmm. Vastly different. Ruben, how about you?
2: I think uh, if we look at it through the DC lens, uh, Superman is always overpowered. Like, this guy has way too many fucking powers he can fly he can shoot laser beams out of his eyes he has super strength i'm assuming like why why would you assume that this man is on your side you know he's going to turn on you because that's what they do i didn't that's what I they didn't. always do christian they always turn and it's is it because oh my my uh you know the love of my life is is dead oh you know i'm following the mission who gives a shit? All right. The fact of the matter is, they always fucking turn. Having said that, I thought Icarus did uh, was very well played, and I, I did not expect this turn. <laughs> surprisingly enough, and I'm kind of glad that it happened, you know, because it gives us, uh, it gives us the lens to show off other people's powers, I guess. Like it gave us. Um, the great scene with Fastos of him just like putting him down and he's like, you know what? I did
0: not know Fastos could get down like that.
2: I didn't know that either. But you know what? I am so glad that it happened because he's a fucking badass, man. He's a badass. And it kind of like put some fear into me. Like, oh, this is Mm -hmm. one guy I don't want to fuck with. And uh, uh, go ahead no
0: I, I i wanted to highlight this icarus's twist so much because I, I think he almost doesn't want to do it yeah like he has to because he he's his mission is to be loyal to whatever right. irish Irishman wants like he loves Selma hayek that that is who he looked up to for thousands of years for guidance and when he has to you know offer i guess isn't that yeah, yeah. unaliver un- un- yeah, he strugg- He brings her back to uh, the home in, in, in like, one of the flyover states, like Nebraska or something. Sorry, people from Nebraska. South Dakota. <laughs> Thank you, South close Dakota. Enough. Close <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> it's close, but yes. Dude, when he's like on his knees and like looking at her lifeless body, like he really struggles with the weight. Like, oh my God. I, I just had to kill one of the people I cared about most in my entire life. Like the only one of the, the few people I've known for my entire life. Yeah. And he just, like, has that, like, guttural screech and, like, shoots uh, lasers at, like, the um, the fencing. The fence. Yeah. What a powerful moment, dude. I love absolutely love that scene.
2: And I love the fact that he was hesitant to, like, change their minds. He wanted to see where the group was going to go first before he... Decided to change everybody's mind. Well, not change everybody. Before he decided to turn. Because he wanted to make sure, like, all right, let's see who's on the same page. Like, I'm not the leader. Cersei is. We're going to follow in her footsteps unless she goes down the wrong path. Which I'm going to end up destroying them and making sure that the plan goes according to plan.
0: That is some true villainy shit, if I'm being real. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get into some more general discussion that's going to uh, end up wrapping the show, I wanted to include some moments here. Because we mentioned, all of us, that we feel like The Eternals is a very different and interesting take on uh, an MCU movie. that it almost doesn't feel like an MCU movie. Ruben said, it, it's, this, is, this is the Justice League movie. Uh, the an opening crawl.
2: Of the Justice League movie, I'm sorry.
0: Supreme cat, I'm sorry. It's okay. Did you guys, I, I, I don't know, how do you guys feel about the opening crawl? I I thought I was like, oh my god. Didn't expect it. I thought it was another trailer. What a way to get an exposition on like I I thought it was pretty pretty fine. Like it gave me a quick consent or a quick exposition on who the Eternals are, who this these words are weird. I don't know what the deviants are and the celestials, but sure. It works. It's cool.
1: I, I thought it was interesting because uh, as I was reading it, as I was reading it, as I was reading it, I forget what they actually said, but it was something about life and everything. And I just look at my buddy. I'm like, don't forget, the dead speak, because we're still upset about Rise of Sky. Nice, but uh, but no, it just. I, I thought it was I thought it was very interesting, especially, you know, the tone of the movie, is, yes. <laughs> for me, kind of the tone of the movie is set up. If they play the Marvel Studios fanfare at the beginning and they didn't with this one so it's like oh no this is going to be a very serious um because like they did that with um Infinity War and Endgame they did they don't do the usual fanfare to start um and they actually play a song yeah. and yes. i thought that time was time
0: by pink floyd which is the one of the most yeah. base takes close you could ever do it's amazing
1: i thought i thought that was interesting um good yeah, it sets a tone like, this is not what you're used to. Like, Don't expect going into this thing that's going to be a normal MCU movie. And it wasn't. Like, There are some references here and there to what happened, but this thing kind of exists in its own circle. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. We're also talking like when, you know, Celestial at the end, when the Celestial comes out of the sea, and the Celestial oh, Armageddon Ar- Ar- is in the sky. I'm like, what do you think uh, Cap People and think- Bucky are doing right now? Do They'd be like, <laughs> oh shit, hold on, i got to eat my food real quick. Oh god, they need something to <laughs> Like, <laughs> it's like, Cap, what do we do? Ah, I'm just going to throw my shield at it real quick.
0: Yeah. Will it even
1: reach space? Should see. He's so far away. That was a beautiful shot. Beautiful like shot. Coming, like his hand coming out. Uh, oh, but I did mention this earlier uh, with the antagonist because uh, you guys were making some great points. Yeah, the Celestials are just dicks. Like I, I expected that Armashem to be an asshole. It turns out he was because you don't trust Celestials at all.
0: I didn't know, I didn't know
1: Because, like, you know, Ego oh, know. is a Celestial And you, we saw how that turned out You know who else is a Celestial? Grandmaster Is he? I believe he's a Grand... No, he's not a... Gr- no, you know who I'm talking about No, he's um he's something else I think Grandmaster is something else, but yeah You know who I'm talking he's- about Who's a Celestial? No
2: You don't know who I'm talking about? No
1: Alright, we'll get back to that later What What is this? No,
2: no, we'll get back to that later. That's all I'm going
1: to think about okay. right now. What is it?
2: We'll get back to that later. Go, Keep going. We've mentioned, of course,
0: uh, Zhao shooting on film. That gives it a, a very much... Uh, usually, MCU films are filmed digitally. Uh, one of the most favorite ones that they use are, are the, uh, the Red Dragon and those those variants of the red cameras. Those are fantastic cameras. But, of course, mm-hmm. this one's shot on film, giving that a much different feel. I think some of those shots are absolutely incredible. We've already mentioned those. So we won't belabor that point. We've already mentioned some of the ways uh, Zhao and Disney are unwavering in the representation of diversity. Uh, we mentioned the sex scene, uh, Fassos, his partner and son. One we didn't highlight. What I want to bring up, bring real quick, is the uh, the Bollywood scene with with Kingo. What a, what an amazing sequence! It's gotten some flack on on Twitter for not being as vibrant as usual Bollywood scenes are, but for for the kind of I don't I don't want to call it whitewashing because it's, it's certainly not. Yeah. But kind of uh, watered down or more but like an easier uh, like exposure to those Bollywood sequences for me I thought was really cool Um, and then to see I don't know I I just thought it was a a beautiful sequence and then to get Kingo's absolutely like asshole character right after that who's just like in it to make a bunch of money and for fame I thought was like hilarious
2: oh absolutely any other
0: thoughts here on the Bollywood sequence
1: Uh, I think it was funny how they go like how do they they know that's not your grandfather. What are you talking about? That is my great great grandfather, that is my great grandfather, that's my grandfather, that's my uncle, that's me. I have the best the dynasty, dynasty in Bollywood, yeah. The Other, dynasty. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I like the fact that you know he is this uh super popular guy and everything, and just that moment like Ajack is dead, he just stops. I will be right like, back. Nothing else matters anymore. Like um, when they told him Ajax was dead, it's like the oh Kingo. Yeah, when they told him she was dead, like the the facade went away right there, like that. Yeah, one or two second. I thought that was really good. Um,
0: yeah, those shifts from Kumail to to more serious. So like every time he does switch to something like that, it, it you do feel that weight because he's not that kind of guy usually. It's mm-hmm. a good point.
1: I do enjoy also. Uh, yeah, he's been my valet for fifty years. That just like shows like how old these people are. Like yeah, I've known him for fifty years, and so I think that. There was that nice connection between the two, uh, with between ballet and Kingo. It's like the Batman Alfred thing. Like I trust the sky with two, all my two secrets. Two references in this movie, which was wild. He's like, oh, he's like it. Alfred. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we get a Batman reference, and we get a Superman reference in this movie, and I was like, oh my god. Here, I thought I was being clever, but they do, they do
0: say that. Oh, like Alfred. That rocks. Uh, a big one here that I brought up because everyone is talking about this, and for good reason, a moment that Ruben uh, mentioned yesterday on the Extra Live stream. The depiction of powers, mm-hmm. specifically the depiction of super speed. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? I want to hear more about Ruben, because I know this is one of his favorite sequences. Makari's super speed.
2: Oh, my God, Makari's super speed. You know, it's funny because... Um, again, I ha- I'm sorry to bring this back to DC, but, like, DC literally has the Flash. Mm-hmm. And Macari's super speed sequences are far superior than anything I've ever seen in a DC property. Live action property. With the exception of the
0: Snyder Cut at the end, that scene is actually pretty cool as well.
2: I don't remember that. What, what What's happening at the end of, some, of the Snyder Cut with Flash?
0: When he when he runs back in time to stop like
2: what's yeah,
0: that his name yeah, yeah
2: yeah 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 that scene was cool yes but literally everything this else sounds- uh I I had talked about it with Griffin yesterday I think uh and Griffin was like uh yeah we don't need any super slow slow mo scenes of people with super speed just just do it we don't need it anymore so just just do yeah. it in regular speed. You know,
0: when Makari's running like over the ocean and jumping over mountains. Yep. Seeing that in IMAX was absolutely
1: fucking mind blowing. Awesome. And then in the fight—the fight, scene the scene fight, he's fight beating with that ass. It, it, I'm sorry, Eric. The scene where she's beating that ass yes. when she's going super like so many punches. It's like, mm-hmm. oh man, this is good. It fucking rocks.
0: I, I, which is why I think when that like climax fight is had to be one of my favorite sequences because of. Specifically, her and how cool she is. Yes. Speaking of representation, though, uh, since we're on Makari, fantastic that we got uh, a. Um, I'm sorry, is it deaf actress or is it mute actress? I think it's. Is it mute? I want to say it's mute. I'm not quite sure which one it I'll, is because uh, she. I'll
1: find out real quick. She,
0: thank you, Eric. Either way, I think the, the, the moments where she's using sign language, like there's a lot of, even though like the subtitles are, are kind of short and she's, she's not saying that uh, She much, was born deaf. Thank you, deaf. The lines that she does, quote unquote, speak with those subtitles are always pretty powerful. Like there, she packs a lot of emotion into, into very short words. Like She's saying a lot by, uh, with so little for most of the movie. So that when she does have like an actual audible line, it's her screaming at what yeah. we think is Druig dying. That moment hits me so hard because I can feel her emotion
2: oh. on screen. We got another follow. I'm sorry. Uh from thank you, Bo- bottom fraggers pod, for the follow. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you, bottom fraggers. Thank you. But you know what? Since we're on the climax here. <laughs> Sorry, so, knows that's, what about she, that's what she said. <laughs> How do? You, oh, okay. Mention anything about the, about the climax here, the Unimind, the Celestial Tiamat coming out of um, the volcano.
2: What do you guys want to take it from here? Um, if I could chime in here first, it's kind of fucked up that she used the last of her powers from the Unimind on Sprite. Fastos literally has a kid, (laughs) and she didn't even bother asking him if he wanted to, you know, turn into a human. Like, I get it, that's that's Sprite's whole thing, but the man has a kid, you know? Yeah, but Sprite was suffering
0: for most of her existence.
2: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I got Damn, nothing I didn't to say. Think,
0: I didn't think about that, though. That's yeah, yeah. going to be painful for Fastos to grow up and see. Oh, man. Yeah. That is going to hurt as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, bottom Fraggers Pod says Eternals was the most Meh Marvel movie in forever. That's my contribution. LOL. Dang. That's okay.
0: Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's the thing, right? I don't think this movie is for everyone. Yeah. And that's probably
2: okay. I do. Uh, I have one thing that I wanted to bring up and it was circling back to the Deviants. I don't think... I don't know. I I have problems with them having two uh, so-called antagonists, which Icarus and the Deviants being, like, the two. I hate when movies do this. I kind of wish that it was just the antagonists that were... um, Sorry, the deviants that were the, you know, bad guys in this movie. Oh, just it's either or, but you know what I'm saying? Like it can't ha you can't have both because that kind of like takes away from both of the antagonists. No, you're right. I do I I wanna switch that. I kinda wish that the the deviants weren't the like the the main deviant wasn't the antagonist in this movie. Yeah. I, I think they should have just stuck with Icarus. And then at the end of this movie, we see one of the the deviant coming up, and he's like, "Got healing powers."
0: I don't think I ever really cared about the deviants. I didn't.
2: I didn't. They were the Lex Luthor of the MCU.
1: Which Lex Luthor are you talking about, man? Because Lex Luthor is great.
2: I'm talking about the one and only Jesse Eisenberg. Okay, (laughs) my
1: second. Because just Lex Luthor is great. Um, I think the problem this movie had is that like you here's the thing uh shout out to them to the trailer because the the movie is nothing like the trailer like they made you seem like everyone coming back is what starts this whole thing yeah which i guess that was that was a nice fake there on their part but you know when you get to more which where icarus is the bad guy which i think was the right call to make um yes uh, the deviants just fell away yeah. Obviously, they gave us some good action pieces, like the Amazon action pieces were really cool. Uh, but then the main Deviant, I can't remember his name. I know he had a name. Um, Did, he? Yeah, Did obviously, he have a name? Yeah, he had. He has a name. Uh, I forget what wow. it is. Um, like, the problem is, um, obviously, I felt bad for them because, you know, they are a creation of... Uh, Irishman, Irishman. Irishman, excuse me. Um, they are a creation of them, which was kind of like I made them to do all this stuff. Like, oh, I feel bad for them because like they don't really have a life of their own. Now, granted, they look like monsters, but yeah. <laughs> um. But he made a good point. Yeah. Like, look, we're just fodder to them. Like this, this isn't fair that you've killed all my people and we just want to live. But then, you know, his final scene, he just gets patched just like that. <laughs> He's done. He just gets his head chopped off. Or whatever happened. No, she just sliced it up. Yeah, she sliced Uh, it
0: up. um, Which was a cool scene, but
1: uh,
2: (laughs) not really doing much in terms of like saying anything. Again, from the trailers, it made it seem
1: like it was a bigger. He was the. It made it seem like he was the bad guy. Yeah, throughout this whole movie, it made it seem like the deviant. What that dude was the bad guy, and I'm glad he wasn't. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Um, And so, because I thought the deviants looked okay um i mean like when they had all the ones that could fly and a really wolf looking one i thought they were really cool i thought one of the parts of this movie i wasn't gonna like is you know obviously the use of the cgi bad guy but they didn't look that bad um honestly that's why i thought the movie got such a low score because i didn't read any reviews or anything i'm like oh the cgi bad guys must have been really bad but they were fine it was okay uh but they were just a plot point that's all they were that it they didn't really enrich the story
0: yeah, for, for me, and since we're, like, kind of getting here t- towards the end, is the heart of this movie is the, like, ethical question that all the Eternals have different opinions on. Like, they spend an hour and a half still debating what the right thing to do is, because we, we skipped those earlier, but uh, it's unveiled halfway through um, that the Eternals are obviously vessels um, of R.H.M. They go to planet to planet. Um growing a celestial seed is that correct yeah uh, yeah the
1: celestial seed is there and they just enrich it
0: yeah and they they enrich it by spending time cultivating and and letting people like evolve and be you know that that energy somehow feeds into the seed this part was for me was not, not so clear about how that works but i don't know people people becoming smarter and more intelligent ends up feeding into the celestial seed uh and then i think it was, happened
2: sorry i i think it was more along the lines of the only way to Grow the human population is for them to evolve into higher right. beings. So, the more b- of the population that there is, the easier it is for the celestial to come out of the place.
0: And so, the question that becomes is that right or wrong? Uh, obviously, people in the Eternals are uh, the characters are arguing that, well, if we let the celestial be born. It'll lead to billions, trillions of life across the universe. And others argue, well, what about the life that's 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 here now? And of course Kingo's valet is a is a nice reminder of that. And Fasos's son is of course one another reminder. And that I think is what makes that movie so strong. Um, I think the I think the answer is clearer here than than anything in Civil War. I, I don't know if I would agree with with anything that Icarus is saying. Like I think the va- the the life the value of life that's here now and exists now is probably more important than a potential future life. Yeah, but the, I don't know if you I, you're biased. Agree there, you're biased. No, you're biased. that's the, it's not. <laughs> the ends don't justify the means, man. I don't know. Maybe they do.
2: You just want cool Superman powers. No, I want the opposite. Nobody should. Nobody deserves cool Superman powers, except Superman. No, not even Superman. Mm. Why not? Just because we never know what his true intentions are.
1: He shows them all the time. We'll see about that.
2: Nope,
0: we don't. Good we good, know. Good depictions for Superman show it all the time. We'll see. About I'll say that, that much. Uh,
2: anyway. Aaron, uh, Ethan brings in a good, uh, a good thought in the chat. I guess Thanos was trying to delay the emergence. Do we think that this is true? Was he? Because if we recall correctly, uh, Thanos is. Uh, this is just me. I literally just looked this up two minutes ago. Thanos is not an eternal. Uh, is not an eternal, but he's also not a deviant. Sorry, a he is. He's he's, he's both actually. That was just a dude from Titan. No, no, from Titan. no. Well, I mean, listen, man. I looked it up, and Polygon is Polygon is cool. saying that his thanos genetics just... an eternal getting a deviant like mutation was later dubbed deviant syndrome or the way thanos looks with his purple skin and rigid chin
1: uh that's that's a bit of a reach okay i, th- I, I yeah. think thanos is just a titan it was just a dude who um you know wanted some power right.
2: to help his planet. he wanted to help his
1: planet out initially then that didn't work out and he just saw how that affected his planet and he just wants to um, quote unquote, save the universe? Well, from his yeah. point
0: of view. Because so. Titan had overpopulation. He's like, we got fucked up. Like, this ruined our entire planet. And overpopulation is a problem all across the universe. So I'm going to fix that.
2: Right. But the reason why I bring this up is, of course, the end credit scene where we see. Hold that for just a second. Okay. All right. Um,
0: yeah. Because we're, we're about to get there. Okay. I think we've kind of uh, answered most of the things that I had to say about Eternals. Uh, um, one thing we didn't really talk about was the celestial seed emerging from the Earth which I think is just like a visually stunning scene. The way it ends to, like, in the Indian Ocean there's just like a face and a hand coming out and that's gonna stay on on Earth, aka Terra, Terran or whatever it's called in, in the MCU, like forever. Like, that exists in the MCU and let's just take a moment to appreciate how fucking cool that is.
2: Mm-hmm. It's very fucking cool.
0: Like, who knows? For all we know, there's, there could be a moment where, like, a Quinjet is flying over the Indian Ocean, and you see the fucking hand from the stuff that happened in Eternals. That shit... That's, that's why the MCU is cool, man. Like, yeah. history in the MCU. That rocks. Shout-out to Icarus as well for... Um, the story about him flying too close to the sun was actually Sprite, who was just fucking around as a kid. Yeah, and, like, I love that Those
1: like, Athena. Obviously, probably Gilgamesh is the... Uh, inspiration behind, you know, the tale of Gilgamesh. Yes. yeah. Um, well, that so was the
2: tale I, that she was telling.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it, the it, epic the, of that, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed that.
0: Um, and then also, I found a powerful moment to be when Icarus like can't really live with himself after they complete the Unimind and, and they stop um, tiamat Um, he go he, like he just can't live with himself after so, after all that flies, and trying to stop the Eternals, the and sun. so he flies into the sun. Insanity. beautiful sequence i thought yeah
2: insanity
0: and then of course in the final scenes rsm returns to take the eternals in which i thought was a fantastic scene when you see like they're all at the park in london and like you just see his face like thousands of miles away but he's still like this huge figure and he just takes the eternals absolutely phenomenal and i think that's where we about the movie ends with um, the other Eternals being like, yo, these guys haven't contacted what us. What a weird days.
1: shot to end it on uh uh Dane's face. I thought it was really weird that they ended the movie on Kit Harington's face just looking up into the sky. I thought it was kind of daunting a little bit. Mm-hmm.
2: I thought the it fact
1: was that, like a celestial
0: will be back eventually and we get like the mm. human perspective. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't think about
1: it like that. That's a good point.
2: I thought it was just like, listen, man, I just got her back and <laughs> now you guys just just up. are taking her away. And I was—I I thought it was a great uh, way to end it. Just him, like, what the fuck am I going to do?
1: Uh, I know yeah, what he's going to do.
2: Uh, we'll see what he's going to do.
0: For me, what makes the MCU so fascinating is that it always goes back to the people on Earth, whether it's heroes or Earth civilians. And so to have like this looming threat of a Celestial coming back to, to like lay judgment is is both really exciting and also terrifying at the same time so yeah. that's why that's why i thought i liked the ending i can understand why it's kind of a weird shot though like Kate harrington isn't in the movie that much so i'd like to have him be the last scene i understand why it's a little weird okay this then puts us at the post-credit scenes let's start with the first one of course with uh harry styles finally confirmed also fuck you to the guy variety i was so mad that everyone in the theater popped and i'm just like yeah this is something i saw otherwise Harry Styles as Arrows.
2: This is what uh, he leaked? Black.
0: Yes. Harry Styles confirmed as uh, the brother of Thanos, Arrows, slash, Star Sure. Okay. Wow, AKA, they got the hip. The god of sex.
2: Okay. As a guy who had no idea who the hell this guy was in the theaters, and you just hear girls screaming out loud, I was like, okay, cool. Dude, all the girls in my theater, po- I mean... I kind of popped, too, because it's fucking Harry Styles, man. I have no idea who I that do- is. Yeah, I, I, what? I'm an old man. You're I'm younger, an old man. I am an old me, man. man. I don't know who the hell Harry Styles is, he but good One for Direction, him. man. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yes.
1: Uh, I think the, most, the craziest thing was that Pip showed up in the beginning. I was yes. like, oh, my God, it's Pip.
2: Patton Oswalt coming back. That's mm-hmm. a voice I can recognize, you know? It yep. was
1: one of those where it's like, he should have been a major thing in Infinity War because that's what he is in the Infinity Gauntlet comic. He was like, he was a, a herald of Thanos. And so when he talked about Thanos, I'm like, oh, my God. But at first, when I saw those colors, I'm like, oh, my God, are we getting multiverse shit right now? This, this is about to happen because yeah. all the colors when they came through. How right, crazy so. would
2: it have been if it was just Josh Brolin as his brother, too? <laughs> Could you imagine as Thanos' brother? Come on. I don't know. I like it. I, I don't know. No, no. I'm not saying, you're... like, uh, again, Harry Styles was, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, it's Thanos' brother. I got a little hyped up when I heard that. But, like, just imagine if it was just Josh Brolin
0: you know? Why? I don't we Just because got Thanos Brolin. is I mean, Josh again. Brolin, you know? Why not? Yeah, it's not Thanos though, it's his brother. I know, but,
1: yeah. I mean, it makes sense because, you know, the Titans, there are a bunch of different types of Titans. that's so yeah. It's not beyond the realm of possibility that Harry Styles is Thanos's brother. Like, it's not.
2: Yeah.
0: I love the fact that old man Ruben here is like, oh, fuck yeah, Patton Oswalt is. <laughs> exactly. That yes. Who the fuck is
2: this white boy? Uh, yeah, like, who the hell is this guy? I know Patton Oswalt from a bunch of stuff. I don't know who Harry Styles is.
0: I had a few people ask why, why it's exciting that Harry Styles is in the MCU. And for me, if you've seen Dunkirk, we've gotten to see what um, Harry Styles' acting chops can kind of look like. That's more of a subdued role. He doesn't have many um, speaking lines, but he does,
2: does play... a What? I said the only known movie I've ever seen. The only one?
1: Yeah. You've never seen? I've never seen, yes. Okay. Oh,
0: got it, got it. Never seen, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's a quieter role, so
0: I wanted to see more what Harry Styles can actually do behind the camera. And then we get this scene of him, and he's like, dude is absolutely charismatic as fuck. Like, this man, like, he just looks like he's ready to get his fuck on with anyone in the MCU. And like his line delivery is fantastic. So to get him in any future installment of whatever the Eternals do next, if there are going to be more Eternals movies, I think is
1: very cool. I think the first one sets up more Eternal stuff. But the second one, I think, sets up a broader MCU stuff. Now, oh, my God. Before we talk about this second,
2: before we get into the second one, I need uh, Eric. Could you give me background information on Eros? I I don't know much about I don't know much. He's an eternal
0: and the god of sex or something. Like, I I honestly don't know much
2: about him. Okay, well, the God of Sex stuff kind of matches up with what was given to us. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, Bringing it back to Thanos, I'm sorry, we have to bring it back to Thanos. Like, if he's the brother of Thanos, like, how is Thanos also not an Eternal or a Deviant, you know?
1: Well, his comic counterpart could be... No way, he is an Eternal. Never mind. I just remembered now. Yeah. Uh, Who knows? Who knows, man? Okay. brother-in-law okay yeah well
2: no because he said uh, no, there weren't brothers in law i don't know i don't
1: know i mean okay. i Thanos. have a sister i have a sister-in-law i'm gonna call her my sister now hey sister-in-law how are you doing well
2: again no that's not what was said he said he was the brother he didn't say brother-in-law of Thanos. but uh yeah, okay okay let's get to the second yeah okay hey babe what's
1: up
0: or half brother I'm sure they'll explain it in the next thing. Yeah.
1: They'll have to explain it yeah. eventually. Uh, yeah, uh, he could have. If he's an eternal, he could have gone to Titan. Could be an adopted brother, stuff like that. He could have lived on Titan oh, for a You're right. You're right. This is Gamora's true. Gomorrah's his daughter. Mm. So it's true. Okay, she's
0: green. The fuck? Th- th- yeah. Yes. Is, that yes. also doesn't make any sense.
2: Okay.
0: I have a story to tell you guys that you'll laugh at me for the second post-credit scene. Okay. Final scene. Um, I should have done more research on this. I'm sorry. Mm. Kit Harrington. Maybe Eric can fill fill in some gaps here. Kit Harrington, of course, alluding earlier that he has got some family history that he didn't know about. Uh, And we see
2: him opening up. No, he did know uh,
0: about. Oh, they didn't know what he found out
2: about, right? No, no, no. He said he knew. Like, I've been holding a secret this whole time, too. He said, but then he says, turns out I've got. Right. But he said, uh, like, she was holding on to her eternal secret. And he was like, well, I have one, too. I've been holding on to one, too. So he knew that he was a black Damn. knight, whatever the hell that is. I totally thought he
0: found
1: out about it like later on, but I don't think so. Right. You could be right. That's you could it's, be wrong. That's what it seems like. He's like, I've learned my family history is a bit complicated. Oh, so this either a way, knight we D? see
0: him opening up a coffin, mm-hmm. and in there is some like weird, freaky, deaky sore with some writing on it. It's and I don't know blade. what's going. I thought it was ebony venom,
2: sus- a substance on there, and I was like, mm. "Oh shit, this guy's turning yeah. into venom."
1: No, it's uh, <laughs> it's the ebony blade. It's a very um, uh, ancient marble artifact. Um, so, uh, according to this, just to give you like the ebony blade was enchanted to cut through any object, prevent death to its wielder, and deflect any magic. But also carried a curse that would slowly corrupt any user and cause a lust for violence, bloodshed, and death.
0: Fuck, I'm getting excited just hearing Eric describe the fucking sword. And He's like, opening the
1: shit. And what? when he speaks Latin, I thought that was really cool yes. too. Uh, like hearing the voices. Um, yes. But also, that's, not, I'm that's, very, not the sex, that's not the sexiest part of this. Uh, I agree,
0: I agree. Ugh. Also, I, I, I got so excited that like, thank God Kent Harrington isn't just going to be a one-off romance. Like I, I wanted more of him in the MCU, so I'm happy we are going to get more of him um and then you hear a voice coming out from the side saying you sure you're ready for that Mm -hmm. and here's here's where my story kicks in before we actually say it okay go all right so after that happens the guys behind me stand up and they're like whoa who who was that i don't recognize that voice i don't think i've ever heard that before and in my head i'm thinking who it is who it obviously is and with my whole dead ass bro with my whole chest i said oh yeah that's idris elba knowing full well that in my head I'm picturing Mahershala Ali like oh that's blade stuff and yet I said Idris Elba and then walked away (laughs) I felt so smart and then I got to my car and I was like oh fuck I said Idris not Mahershala Uh, it's Mahershala
1: Ali baby don't feel bad I was at a parade once and I saw someone dressed up as Django Fett and I accidentally called him Boba Fett thinking I was right Um, I mean you're technically right come on guys you know what I mean (laughs) but like uh Yeah, I was like, oh my god, it's Boba Fett. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, that's freaking Django Fett. Uh, I felt so bad. So I understand what you mean.
2: I don't know if that's the same thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All this to
0: say, please don't cancel me. We're getting fucking Blade stuff. I'm so excited. Listen,
2: I was the only person in the theater to realize who the fuck it was. And I said it out loud, but then I kept myself quiet. I was like, holy shit, that's Blade. And then everybody was like, What the fuck is Nick Fury doing here? And I was like, no, 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 it's not Nick Fury. He's got such a distinct voice. How can you? It's Blade. Yeah. Come on, guys. It's fucking Blade.
1: I, it makes sense. It's, it's oh the every Blade. I got so like, fucking
2: it's... hype, man. So hype. It, it makes so much infinite. sense isn't it. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Why'd you have to take me
1: down? I'm. So, I'm <laughs> just
2: saying. Well, Venom might be in fucking no, Spider-Man. Sh- stop, stop, stop. Maybe That's more. Not true.
1: But uh, okay. yeah, okay. I, it's really exciting because like, obviously this is like some weird supernatural freaky deaky stuff that uh, Blade obviously be a part of. And it's just so exciting just to get a little taste mm-hmm. of what Blade could possibly be. Little taste. Like it's, yeah, it's incredible. And especially uh, there's all the stuff going out there, potentially doing a Midnight Suns thing in the MCU that's going to have mm-hmm. uh, the Wolfman and Ghost Rider. And I'm like, oh my God, like I really, I, I love, you know, the crazy superhero celestial stuff i'm really excited for all the supernatural potential yes horror shit we can get with the mcu that's some of the best stuff
0: we're getting vampires in moon knight cannot be more excited for that that's <laughs> the, like supposed to be the introduction of what wally's blade is supposed to be in moon knight supposedly um and then like, after that if we get to play a movie with him Kit harrington fuck that might be like top tier MCU. Oh my God. I'm getting excited. I think it's going to oh be top tier MCU God.
1: regardless. Cause Mahershala Ali is just, oh man. Phenomenal. So yeah.
2: Phenomenal. So, and then, uh, what's, what's that? up? Was there something else that you wanted? Yeah.
0: There was, no, I don't remember. So please, I'm sorry.
2: I wanted to bring back to, uh, the celestial I was talking about, Eric. Yes, now yes. I was also doing some research again, and the person that I thought of was obviously Galactus. Now, I did some research, and it turns out he's not a Celestial, but he kind of is, but he's kind of not, you know?
1: Yeah, he's just a big old hungry boy.
2: The reason why I brought this up was because we had seen in a previous movie, I don't remember which one, I want to say that this was Guardians. We had seen a clip of a Celestial that looked very similar to
1: Galactus. If i wasn't. Mistaken. That was, I forget what the name is, but that wasn't Galactus. No, I'm not saying it was. I'm
2: just saying it it looked very similar.
1: Yeah, I I see what you mean. Because I remember when we saw, I think it was pre No Time to Die. Yeah. They showed the final trailer uh, for Eternals. And my buddy was like, is that Galactus? Mm -hmm. When we're looking at Erish, I'm like, oh, no, it's the Celestial, but I can see why. With like the, yeah, uh, super crazy headpiece. yes, uh,
2: yes, yes.
1: Yeah, it's, it's wild. Like, we're going to get Celestials and um, all that stuff now. This is... Maybe we'll get the Living Tribunal and all that stuff, the crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, like, all the gods um, and the MCU, which is wild.
2: Which brings me to my updated theory. And maybe, you know, we see... Uh, now, you kind of, like, canceled it out, but I'm going to stick with Galactus as, a, as an actual Celestial. And, oh, we've been brought up... Uh, well... Obviously, Loki has brought up that Kang the Conqueror is going to be the main villain in uh, Phase 4 or Phase 5 or whichever one it is. it is. But, you know, what if they're working together? What if? What if? I have no
0: idea what we're leading up to. Like, there's so many strands MCUs going in, and, like, I'm down for all of them.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, if, if so, I think Kang would be a herald of Galactus. I think Galactus is yes. way too powerful. Right, to be right, right, in. right. right. That's what um, I meant. Hey, is anything is gonna be better than the cloud we got in Fantastic Four Rise of Silver Surfer? Ugh.
2: Don't remind me. Speaking
1: so. of theories, with
0: Shang-Chi being probably the most OP Avenger mm-hmm. now. I mean Captain Marvel's up there as well, I'm sure. I Thor, but but I, I, mean. I think Shang Shang is, is is in that worthy of being in that discussion of like top top strongest Which... Avengers.
2: Also, uh, I'm sorry to cut to in here, Christian. Also, kind of like strengthens my theory. Uh, if we remember correctly, that uh, end credit scene uh, was the fucking Ten Rings was blipping uh, out a, a message to the universe. Yes. yes. Who was that message going to? Boom. Galactus. I rest my case. I don't know,
0: but I want to see Shang fight a celestial. That would be said awesome.
2: It. Yes.
1: And Jordans. He's got to do it in Jordans. Yes, again. of course. So.
2: Oh, yeah. In space Jordans, though. Also, space.
1: I want to correct myself.
2: People were not saying that it was Nick Fury. People were saying that it was the Watcher from What If.
1: Mm. Mm. That reminds me when you saw that. Reminds me of my Avengers first Avengers screening when they showed Thanos. Everyone thought it was Hellboy. So that was oh, g-
0: that's hilarious. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Yeah. Any final thoughts here before we move on to our rankings here? Uh, Eternals, great movie, bit messy. Um, fantastic entry in the MCU. Um, I love it more as uh, I get more distance from it. I'm not quite ready to watch it again, but I'm very excited to eventually see it again and see uh, how my thoughts progress. Otherwise, I think,
1: very strong top mid tier. Yeah, uh, for me, I think all my problems with the movie are technical. I think artistry. I think this movie is one of the best, but I like it, it's brought down by its technical problems for me. Uh, so, there was which warm- is not was not a bad thing. It's just it, it, some execution was bad.
2: There was one scene where the CGI, like, kind of fucked me over, and it was uh, Cersei was on the hand of the uh, Celestial after Mm she um, turned it into stone or whatever, and I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, this looks really, really bad.
0: Unfortunately, there's no real-life locations of Celestials.
2: That we know of so far. That
0: we know of, yeah. Mm. Sadly, no Stan Lee cameo here for Ruben to rank.
1: That's okay. So I
0: gotta hand the mic over
1: to Eric hey what's up everybody it's been a while but uh, it's time to rank those villains which we have an interesting one here we'll we'll get into it after i uh do our ranking right now you know reuben i have to ask it's been a sec should we do all 14 uh yes How's i it have weird? it i have it, it
2: screwing up uh, on the screen so yes I'll okay see.
1: all right uh, just to reminder, everyone it's been a sec we're gonna go through our 14 uh villains real quick Um, We got uh, number 14, Malekith Curse from Thor The Dark World. 13, Abomination Thunderbolt Ross from The Incredible Hulk. Number 12, Whiplash Last Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2. Number 11, Darren Cross from Ant-Man. Number 10, Aldrich Killian from Iron Man 3. Number 9, Ronan The Accuser from Guardians 1. Number 8, Tony himself, Obadiah Stain from Iron Man. Number seven, Ultron from Age of Ultron. Number six, Red Skull from Captain America the First Avenger. Number five, Taskmaster Slash Dracoff from Black Widow. Number four, Loki from Thor. Number three, Loki from Avengers. Number two, Winter Soldier from Captain America the Winter Soldier. And number one, Wenwu from Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So, interesting thing here is, what are we putting here? Are we putting that Icarus and who's, who's the antagonist of this movie?
2: If I can butt in here, I would really appreciate it if we just kept this as Icarus. Like, yeah, sure, the Deviants oh. were... Oh, no. Like, oh, hoo hoo ho, ho. Ho, 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 ho. You almost sli- caught me slipping there. I'm going to say Icarus and Aramesh.
1: Yep, I agree with Ruben 100% yeah. as well. I Let's think... leave
2: the Deviants out of this. I, uh,
1: I think because the Deviants are from Arishem. So Arishem is the one who put them there. So right. I think mm-hmm. Arishem, Icarus is, uh, is a good one. Um, so, w- what are we thinking? Uh, Ruben, I'm going to start with you. With the list we have right now, where do you think Erisham slash Icarus is going to go? Wow. Okay. I hold the power. Uh, I'm going to
2: go with... Well, st- you hold one third of the power. Well, I hold the power right now. I'm going to go with a strong number 11 above Darren Cross. Okay. Now, I'm gonna. the reason why, of course, sure, the Erisham was like, oh, you know, you got to feed the humans to... You know, Tiamat, but like, eh, you know, it wasn't that great. It could have been, oh, I'm sorry. No, let's go above, sorry, not number 11, number 10 above Aldrich Killian, just because I can't, you know, nothing, their their thoughts and reasonings behind what they're doing is nothing better than Ronan, but I can't really like put Ronan. Below them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Uh, Christian, what do you think?
0: I'm thinking a new number eight, right above Obadiah, but below Ultron. I think for the most part of the movie, I would have gone lower. But the fact that the Eternals kind of change Arashem's mind, and then he comes back and says, you know what? I'm going to give humanity a chance. We'll see how they do now. And then I will come back for judgment like that I think is is interesting enough as a villain to be like okay let's see how how they do and then I'll give judgment like that that idea is kind of interesting to me enough to raise it a bit higher than anything Aldrich does and certainly I think it's more interesting than than Ronan for me uh, sorry and and then I Obadiah as well even though I, I love Obadiah
1: you know you know me um I think for me like Obviously, the Celestial Arisham is very kind of one-dimensional. He's, you know, a supreme being of the universe. Yeah. He has a very logical, this is what I'm going to do. And I think Icarus brought that third dimension into this, where it's like he's been part of the team. He loves these people. That's why it really hurts him. And so for me, I, I have him right above Red Skull. I think. Wow. Um, because Amazing. because of that third dimension, what he brought to all the characters. It's just like how I thought with Taskmaster and Dracoff, that was very important to Natasha. Like that affected Natasha personally. It wasn't just like this world ending event like Ultron and stuff. Like it was personal. And that's why I think like Icarus betraying everybody was very personal to everyone. And, you know, um, they're upset with him because, you know, you got all these people. You got Kingo in the hallway saying, hey, I'll follow you to the end of the line. And then, you know, that's when we find out that Icarus is not that great of a person.
0: No. Oh, that's And that's right. when we go into the flashback
1: it, and he'll go, I'll follow you to the end of the line. That phrase and triggered I, his memory. That's all oh, you're right. And I think that that depth um, of this character is what puts him above uh, Red Skull for me. And I think that that's where I'm going to put him. Um, So.
0: Ruben, I think Eric's convincing me here. Okay.
1: Because I think all the other characters, like Obadiah, like obviously we love Tony, but obviously, like, he was just a CEO. Just wanted to make some money off of Tony. Yeah, he's kind of. Ultron, while the performance by James Spader was great, I just want to kill humanity because I just was on the internet for five minutes. (sighs) Uh, So. Red Skull, uh, well, I think his
0: fantastic. His performance is, is really good as well, but uh, his motivations, I guess, are pretty one-dimensional as well. Yeah. He's just Kind of his power for power's sake. Here's yeah. the thing. Y- Icarus yeah. really uh, elevates it, man.
2: You had me, but I just can't put him, like, above Ultron. Just okay, because, so, uh, like, you think the two greatest minds in the world plus an AI that was created by one of the greatest minds in the world. Like the reasoning behind of what they're doing is wholehearted and pure, mm-hmm. but just for it to turn the darkest mm-hmm. turn that I could possibly take. I, I don't know if I can put it up. I, I don't know if I could put these two above Ultron.
1: Okay. I mean,
2: I, I, I see your reasoning and, and I love it, but I, I don't know if I could put it above
1: Ultron. Hey man, it's okay. It's all right. If we all have the same opinion, this would be a boring show.
2: Yeah, this is true. This is
1: true. Um, so um I willing
2: I'm willing to put it uh, the new number eight.
1: Okay. I'll take it. That's fine. Uh Arshams oh, one dimension like the celestialness. I like I have to consider the deviance too. I know we don't want to, but I have to consider the deviance were part of this mess. So um yeah, we'll we'll go new number eight right here. Okay. Um all right everyone, our new number eight is uh Arsham and Icarus uh from Eternals. Fantastic.
2: Give me one second. Hold on. I don't want to. I don't want to go. How
1: long do we have? He just He's so freaking, his jaw was like chiseled by Michelangelo or something. Jeez. I want to see Eternals again just for like the
2: performances from everyone.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm sorry. This is taking a long time. Hold on. I'm almost done. I promise. Are you updating the graphic? Yes, I
0: am. While well, 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 Ruben's doing that, I do not understand the takes that this
1: is a, like worse than Thor the Dark World. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's I wild. Don't.
2: Listen, I hated
1: that movie. Thor, like the Thor the Dark World should be one that's like at 48%. Like Incredible Hulk should be down there that low. So I did see a take where it's like, it's wild that the MCU is just not getting to like this 48% because there's been a bunch of MCU movies that have kind of deserved this. And I'm like, I get it. I just think, um, yeah, and it's wild because, like, the audience score for this movie is really wild. Like, it's it's high. It's very high mm-hmm. up there. Like, I I didn't have a single person walk out of the theater when I watched it. So, I guess, like, you know. To be honest, I just think some people...
0: I mean, it's a wildly different MCU movie than what we're used to. So, for... I don't want to overgeneralize, but I think there are a lot, a lot of people who just had different expectations as to what we're about to get on screen. I, I just... I know what Chloe Zhao movies are like,
1: so I knew what expectations to have in. So if you didn't said, have
0: those... Yeah.
1: I haven't said this quote in a while, but Scott Derrickson, director of Doctor Strange, had a great thing uh, when talking about reviewing movies. Review the movie for what it is, not what you want it to be. Yeah. Good point, yeah. So. I like Doctor Strange. I like the visuals.
2: <laughs> okay. The graphic has been updated. All right. Thank you, my friend. No problem. All right.
0: Christian, it's your time to shine. Yes. I have been dreading this for a minute, but here we are. We are ranking the Marvel movies so far. Let me catch you up on our current list of ranking of the MCU. Number 14, The Incredible Hulk. Number 13, Thor The Dark World, and I think those are going to stay down there as well. Number 12, Thor. Number 11, Iron Man 2. Number 10, Iron Man 1. Number 9, Iron Man 3. Number 8, Black Widow. Number seven, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number six, Ant-Man. Number five, Captain America the First Avenger. Number four, The Avengers. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number two, love to see it, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And number one, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Oh, it's going to be so tough to put it somewhere.
1: Uh, Let's start with with Eric here. Uh, Right now, I have it above Black Widow above Uh, that is surprising i think the more i i thought about this like a black widow was a fun movie to watch i'm not denying that it it was very personal um this is a character i should have had this movie years ago could have had a better Uh, uh, you know villain but we know we know we know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they are number five on the villain scale yeah but not because um i think uh and i liked uh, Shang-Chi a lot. Th- I still think Shang-Chi so far is my favorite movie, but the more I've come away from this movie, it is a very beautiful movie about humanity. It's just a shame that there's a lot of technical execution issues that I have with it. Um, I hope Chloe Zhao comes, uh, does a movie again. I would love her. Maybe do a Disney Plus show. I don't know. Uh, just mm. let give her money. Give her money to make stuff, because she's really good at this stuff. Um, she's so, working on Dracula next. I Hey, take another... <laughs> Do something else. That I love monsters. I, I'm ready to see what she does with that. So, uh, for me, uh, I have it uh, right above uh, Black Widow because I think the the performances are better than Black Widow's. Uh, but yeah, that's where I got new number um, eight for me on this list. Fantastic. How about you, Ruben? Uh,
2: Christian, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to go first.
0: Okay. <laughs> that's true. That's fine. That's fine. I'm so debating. Okay. On what it is. Uh. This is hard for me because I, listen, you know me, love me some Paul Rudd, I love Ant-Man. Uh, there's a lot to love in Avengers Age of Ultron, and I do think Eternals has, has issues, but the further I get away from it, the more I, I like really appreciate the conversations um, and like, the Eternals have, and like the way that movie focuses on relationships, and the way they kind of struggle with humanity, and like how that relates to everyone on Earth, not just, like, who we care about in the MCU. Like, that, for me, is elevates it higher than than anything that Age of Ultron and Ant-Man does, even though I, I think those films are probably a lot better to rewatch. Uh, so, for me, it's a new number six, right above Ant-Man, below I'm, Captain America, the first Avenger. Perfectly
1: fine with that. that uh, that's a solid point. Wow. Wow.
2: And here we are. Oof. I don't know. My heart is beating so fast right now. It's hard. I how do you how do you compare? Don't know where to put this? <laughs> so, let's start off with number 1. I'm going to go down the list just a little bit just because I need to for yeah, the sure. mind process to go. Captain America the Winter Soldier. Ah, I'm sorry. It, it, there's no beating that. Shang-Chi. Sorry, Shang-Chi. I don't know if you can beat that either, you know? Guardians or of the what Galaxy. I told you did. <laughs> well, I meant like Eternals. I be that. I'm
0: making a joke. Okay. Oh, got it, got it.
2: Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, I was talking shit about Guardians of the Galaxy before, but I don't know.
1: Uh,
2: there it's got was a lot of heart. It's got a lot of heart, and the 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 cast is a smaller cast, but like it makes me Guardians of the Galaxy makes me care about that group of that group of you know people more uh this movie i didn't really have that much of a of a pull towards the cast you know like i liked them a lot but like there was no emotional tugs uh the avengers uh well the avengers has its faults i I don't know if we can top the avengers captain america i don't know ant-man it's interesting he's
1: about to break your heart christian it's okay.
2: <laughs> it is it's, it's it is okay. It is okay because again this movie is very left field for the MCU. So, it is what it is. I'm sorry, Christian. And I'm sorry, Eric. Listen,
0: no. I also love Ant-Man. It's, it's I Ant-Man.
2: It doesn't beat Ant-Man. I'm sorry. Paul Rudd is by far the funniest we've ever seen, you know? In in the MCU, like it, Paul Rudd can't his comedy in the MCU is just subpart and none. Uh Avengers Age of Ultron. I don't know. I couldn't get I couldn't put you know Aramesh and Icarus above Ultron, so I'm sorry it's gotta go. Black Widow Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Now while Black Widow is definitely a movie we needed you know, my faults with that movie, I think uh The villain definitely let this movie fall lower than it should have been. But that's okay, because we got some kind of closure for uh, uh, Natasha. So, unfortunately, Black Widow is safe for now.
1: You get the rose.
2: Iron Man 3. Now, for those that know me, I think Iron Man 3 is probably the better of the sequels, just because of the greatest twist that the MCU has ever given us, you know. Okay. I, I just don't know if Iron Man 3 is a better movie than The Eternals. So, with that being said, this is my new number 9. So, you're voting for I'm um, putting it under Black Widow above 100. Iron Man 3. OK.
0: And Eric had it above Black Widow,
1: is that correct? Yes, that is correct. You have it above Ant-Man.
0: OK. Which was tough. It was a tough sell for me, too. When even, mm-hmm. even Ruben was
1: talking, I was like, hmm, do I want it there? Would you guys want to average it out? I think averaging it out possibly is the, the
0: fair way to do this. I think so. So when I when I divide, if I'm doing it right, Correct me if I'm wrong. It mm-hmm. should be six. There would be, there, would, there would be 15 different spots, right? Mm-hmm. So 15 divided by our our number, and I get 0. 0.65. <laughs> 0.652. Okay. So I don't know if you want to round up or round it down.
2: It, I would say let's just leave it there. It brings it between six and seven, so it's in room number seven.
0: Okay. You guys you guys okay with right below Ant-Man, right above Andrew's Age of Ultron? <laughs> that's, that's fine.
2: Like, yeah. I guess.
0: Type it in, Eric. I see you. I see you typing. Oh. Let me All recap right. you with the new uh, our new number our new top ten, MCU Rewind. Number ten, Iron Man three. Number nine, Black Widow. Number eight, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number seven, The Eternals. Congrats. Number six, Ant Man. Number five, Captain America the First Avenger. Number four, The Avengers. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number two, Shang Chi, and number one. Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Fantastic! We did it, guys. There we have it. It's been updated. Yeah, already. What a list!
2: Mm-hmm. What a what a series the MCU is. You know what I mean? Fifteen mm, movies down. How many more to go, guys? Eleven. Eleven yeah. more. Plus.
1: No, not eleven more. There's, a... yeah, there's a. There's like yeah. ten or
0: eleven. So yeah there's, this, this is, is the 26th like right?
1: yeah this is the 26. so yeah i guess we got 11 more soon to, to be
2: 27 with spider-man no way home oh my god and you know what if spider-man no way home doesn't get number one this podcast is canceled but that's not i can't internet.
0: believe we're gonna rank spider-man no way home before the, any of the other spider-man i was <laughs> gonna rock uh i digress that is it for mcu rewind thank, thank you so much for for those of you joining us uh let's start with plugs. Uh, we'll do, we'll do Eric first.
1: Uh, hi everybody. Um, so naturally, like I said, uh, fresh new dad, so don't got a lot of time for really anything else. So this is probably the only thing I'm going to be doing, uh, going forward. Uh, so please, uh, like subscribe here, uh, penultimate, so we can keep making this awesome show again. Marvel Mondays initiative is my favorite thing I've ever done other than, you know, uh, Make Ruby and Mary Tessa. That's saying a lot. He's got a Destiny <laughs> uh, podcast. So I uh, that 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 I that won't be for for a while. I don't have really any time for Destiny right now. Um but uh yeah, just support this channel, please. Uh we do a lot of great work here, get a lot of great stuff, get a lot of great people. And it would mean a lot if you just uh subscribe to us, you get a free Amazon Prime subscription, so please consider using that for us. Uh, and just keep donating, um, for this extra life stuff. Uh, it goes to a great cause and, um, it's good to be back with these guys. I have missed them very much. Um, and, uh, they are brothers to me now, even though, um, I, I want to make Reuben cry. But yeah, I've missed these two a lot and, uh, please keep supporting them and all that they do because, uh, they deserve it and much more than that. Um, so yeah, I'm so happy to be back and, uh. Let's, let's keep making good stuff. We're the
0: Eternals. That's who we are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We'll always be here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save Ruben for last. You can find me at ISOChristian over on Twitter where I'm talking about who knows what. Yeah, maybe I'll update my LinkedIn. Otherwise, you can find me over at my movie podcast, Large Popcorn Pod, that on Twitter. Uh, some cool episodes coming out. French Dispatch episode tomorrow. Uh, and then next week, it might be last night in Soho. Uh, We haven't decided what recording is yet, but uh, be on the lookout for those. I do a weekly gaming podcast every Wednesday uh, at Podcast PXN. Tune into there. Uh, And then for the Penultimate Conquest, I do monthly video essays. Just started doing that. Uh, We have a recent one on uh, the PS1 drum and bass music. Very cool episode. I thought, but I'm also biased. Uh, There should be another one coming out in about another two weeks or so. It's supposed to be next week, but... See if I can get it done in time. No, nah, no, nah, I think it's it's not next week. It's two weeks. Uh, the third Thursday is what I aim for every month. But
2: oh shoot, I mean, we're in I the mean, second I mean, week. It, no, that doesn't really count. Oh shoot, yeah, it does. Yeah. I may
0: need to push it to uh, to Thanksgiving weekend. But I got a lot of projects going on right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that's fine.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. You have we'll see creative freedom here. Okay, you do whatever you want. I did it. Cool. Um, like yours. I'm stalling because I had sent Eric a text message and I don't know if he gotten it yet. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary folk, we are Venom. No, let me stop.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's Dr. Michael Morbius.
2: Oh man. What a fucking trailer. God. Um. Now, thank you everyone for joining us thank you uh ethan for being in the chat i appreciate it thank you bottom fraggers pod for the follow again um thank you all for joining us on this crazy ride we call the marvel mondays initiative we are supposed to be figuring out what's next eric as i'm reading these words out of my mouth check your goddamn messages sir
1: i did so uh i think um i uh tessa said that it is okay uh if i do it so obviously um i would love to keep doing this every monday because i know we got um we got some more shows uh we got uh, a few movies we can do Then we got hawkeye coming up which we're all very excited for yes um and then you know we got Still my most anticipated move of the year. I just then we got a new poster yesterday. I can't believe Oh Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we said it twice, Hugo. We got one more time and <laughs> then you come bust through the wall. Um so yeah, I we got a new poster. I've already like trying to break it down so many ways from Sunday, uh and everything. So uh yeah. It's uh, crazy all- how we
2: see James Franco in the background, isn't it?
1: Real wild, uh, it's real wild right now, but I'm going to try to do my best to make sure we got Marvel Mondays back, everybody. So, uh, okay. we're going to be here. All right, you heard me yeah, we'll you know. Um, I
2: forgot I was supposed to do plugs, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, feel free to give us a f- sub on YouTube. We are so close to 100 subs, guys, we just or need-
1: Dom, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I <laughs> sorry, I couldn't resist. Sorry. I, I, eat, it, I okay. eat it for my pleasure.
2: That's okay, that's okay. We are eight people away from getting 100 subs on YouTube, which would be phenomenal because we really could use that custom URL. So feel free to give us a sub on YouTube. Feel free to give us a like on this video if you think we were right about where Eternals should be ranked. ranked sorry. Um, if you hated this movie, I'm sorry, but like you have no joy in life. If you love this movie, congratulations. This was a really good movie. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. all I got. Um, thank you for joining us. My name is Ruben and I have nothing else to say. So Christian, take it away.
0: Excelsior. Excelsior. See you next Monday, true believers. Bye. Bye.